Hey girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Kenz as they cover all the hard topics for real life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or Mac and Kenz your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the For The Girl podcast. We are so excited about today's episode in particular because we have two really, really exciting things happening. The first we're going to get to in just a second, but the second thing is we have our very own Kins and Josh Durham on the podcast today. Yeah, you do. Oh, baby. Couple goals. Wow. (laughs) Couple goals. You heard that right. I love it. I love it. So Ken's and Josh are going to be talking about all things marriage, dating, relationships. We asked you guys on Instagram to send in all your questions. We've sifted through them. And Ken's and Josh are part one of this little podcast series. They're going to answer some questions that relate a little bit better to them. And then part two, Tyler and I are going to be on next week's episode answering the rest of the questions. And we thought this would be fun. thought this would be just a cool way to get both sides of the story, and just kind of get an inside scoop into our marriages, our relationships, because they are far from perfect. But you know us, we are willing to share all of the things, all of the ways that we fall short, that we've messed up, and just the things that God is teaching us in the midst of it, because He's teaching us so many things. So I'm really excited, kids. Is Josh excited? Josh is pumped and ready to go, excited to talk to all the girls it's going to be amazing. I can't wait. Honestly, Josh loves the podcast. Well, not in this Just setting. Just podcasts in general. He loves – yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, he likes to tell people what's up. He likes to give advice. So let's hope for the yeah. best here. Yeah. But he definitely doesn't normally talk to girls. He's definitely normally talking to the men. So he's going to have to get a little scenty. He's going to have to be willing to share the juicy stuff. I'll dig for you guys. Don't worry. It's going to be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to listen to this episode. I will be ready next Tuesday morning with my headphones on. I I will not be listening back. I definitely won't be listening back. Actually, I did decide, though, if I'm going to listen back to our podcast, the best place to listen to it is on a run because yeah, or like even on the treadmill walking or something because you can get all of your embarrassing, like cringy, like I want to just crawl in my skin and scream when you're running. Energy like, out. Yeah, it just like, yeah. Yeah, like goes That's out good. naturally. I find myself literally like dying in the public on a treadmill. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to like get outside and run because this is just weird. <laughs> but anyway, that's amazing. Okay, well, that's the second thing happening in today's podcast episode. But before we get to Ken's and Josh's part of this episode, we are skipping this week's top three because we have something super important to talk about. Yes. If you guys follow us on social media at all, then you probably saw that we released a Bible study and a devotional this week um, that we got to partner with the incredible team at Lifeway Girls with and create this study and these two resources for women like you. And what's crazy is we have actually been working on this for over a year and a half, yeah. which is crazy because typically Kent and I get an idea for a study, <laughs> we write it, <laughs> and then we decide it and we put it out that fast. Yeah. So it's usually like a 
three-month process for us. And let me tell you, it has been hilarious and so good for us to sit with something and to pray over something and to process something and to brainstorm something and to work with other people on something. And we could not be more proud and excited to get these books in your hands. Yes. It's so exciting. Yes. It's available for pre-order now, so you can check it out on our website. Um, did you say the title, Mac? Did you give it away? I did. Okay. It. No. So. But you can say it. <laughs> it is titled, In My Feels, How to Feel God When You're Not Feeling It. And oh my gosh, this is so real because I think every single one of us can say that there's just been times where we're just not feeling it. And yeah, ah, I think we especially wrote it to just a generation that often can identify with their feelings more than they even identify with the Lord or let their feelings speak more than the Lord in their life. And gosh, feelings are good and created by God. Jesus felt them too, but we're not supposed to be stuck in them forever. And so the book just shares how easily we can get stuck with them, how these feelings can grow sour, but then this invitation we have into healing with Jesus. And we'll tell you more about the book as weeks go on. But there's two books. Yes. You are only talking I, about one book. I know. Okay, go give them, <laughs> give them the deets. Give them the deets. <laughs> Okay, the second one is called For When I'm in My Feels, and it is a 40-day prayer and reflection devotional. And it's really cool because In My Feels is the Bible study. So you're digging into scripture, you're studying, you're filling in blanks, you're answering questions. It's a great thing to do with a group. And then For When I'm in My Feels is just an awesome daily resource to know where to go with your feelings. So say you wake up one day and you're feeling super anxious. Well, guess what? There is a Devo in this book called For When I'm Feeling Anxious, and you can flip to it, and there's just a short passage of scripture to read and meditate on, a little devotional, and then some reflection questions that just get you to go to the feet of Jesus with that feeling and allow Him to really speak into it. So it's a tangible resource just to, to have on your nightstand, to have in your life for when these feelings well up in you that you don't know what to do with and how to stop right then and there and take it to Jesus and process that with him. And so they're kind of like a dynamic duo, like Mac and Ken. <laughs> you just need both. It's not the same. That is the weirdest us, thing you, you ever know? said. I'm weirded <laughs> out. I don't like it, but that's fine. <laughs> like peanut butter and jelly. Stop. Like, stop. Well, you know. What? That's a dynamic duo. Okay, that's true. That's true. You just got to have both. They really complement each other well, and we're really excited about them. But we thought today, as just kind of an intro into this podcast episode, that we would share a little bit of the story behind this, because there's actually yes. a really cool story that is a huge, huge God moment for us. And so- I'll start. I'm going to jump in, Ken. No. Oh, she's got I, it. I'll just start real quick by saying we've always been obsessed with Lifeway. We really honestly have been. When we started Delight in college, we talk about this moment all the time. It was an iconic moment. We were like, we're going to start a girls' Bible study. What are we going like, to do? What curriculum are we going to go through? And this is when Lifeway actually had like, stores that you could walk into. So there's one near our campus. And we walked into the store. We like were walking through the aisles of the store. And I can remember thinking to myself in this moment as we were looking at all the books, I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, we should have prayed about this. We should have prayed about what study we're going to do. Uh, and so anyways, we literally ended up picking like the cutest, pinkest cover. 
what was it called? Oh. Something delight. <laughs> it was called duty or delight. Duty or delight. And I remember about this day was what I remember so vividly was walking around thinking, okay, we'll walk in and find the college women's Bible study because there's definitely yeah. is one. And we looked around and we looked around and we found a ton of teen girls Bible studies, girls or Bible studies for girls in high school. And then we found a ton of like mom Bible studies. <laughs> I kept laughing because all of the Bible studies had like dining room tables on the front of them. And I was like, that is not for us. <laughs> like none of us own a dining room table. So that's not for us. And I remember that we couldn't find any studies for women kind of in our age group yeah. and in our stage of life. And so we ended up picking what we could and it was called Duty or Delight. Hence <laughs> where the name Delight came from. Somehow Ken started telling people, hey, come to Delight. And that's just, it's stuck ever since. The Lifeway <laughs> is the beginning of Delight. Lifeway. Yeah. And what's super cool is, you know, 10 years ago, we walked in looking for a study for college women, found out that there wasn't one there. And then literally 10 years later, it has been August 2022 is 10 years later. And, you know, just a month later, we're getting to release the first ever Bible study that Lifeway has put out for college girls, mm -hmm. which is just crazy. And so the team at Lifeway reached out to us about a year and a half ago. And I remember when they reached out, we had this meeting with them and we were kind of like, what do they want to talk to us about? You know, <laughs> like, what is this about? And so we're sitting down, we're having this meeting with them and they're like, hey, we just kind of got the go ahead to start creating resources for college girls. And we don't know much because we've never done this before. And they were like, you, know, you guys work with college women day in and day out. And we'd love for you guys to kind of dream up and create and just pray about creating resources for college women with us. And it was like such a full circle moment yeah. where you're just like, what in the world? Just a cool thing that, I don't know, just when you you have no clue what you're doing because that was us 10 years ago and you, you see a need and you're looking around for something and then you take some steps of obedience and you say yes to what God might want to call you into it. And then it's not an overnight thing. <laughs> it took 10 years, yeah. but, but 10 years of continuing to kind of steward that age group, steward that community, create Christ in our community for women to fall deeper in love with Jesus. And then now we got to create the study that I just think about a group of freshman girls walking into, probably not walking into a bookstore, searching on Amazon for a Bible study. Yeah. And hopefully they'll come across in my fields and feel super seen and known. And they'll say, hey, this is for us. So it's pretty cool. Yes, it's so exciting. I really feel like this hasn't sunk in yet. but And I've kind of like written this on Instagram stories or whatever. But I've said like, oh my gosh, like little me or younger me would have been like so pumped about this. It really hasn't settled mm -hmm. in that. And you guys know us. We're like so not about influence, title, cool things, trying to become big time or anything like that. We are like the most like ratchet, low-key, whatever. But it is just like crazy to think like, truly when I was in college and going through that Lifeway bookstore, I thought that those authors were like so cool. I was like, oh my gosh, these women are the real deal. And so, oh my gosh, it's just crazy to think that. Yeah. Where all the way. My mom's still like literally yesterday. I texted Jeff, your 
middle school English tutor and let him know. My mom is still shocked that I can even write a full sentence. So there's that. I think we, did we talk about Jeff recently <laughs> on the podcast? I feel like we did. Yeah. We're all no, intrigued. My mom is like true, really wants to loop Jeff. He was like middle school and high school like tutor. She literally gives Jeff all the credit. He's just <laughs> like, yeah. Jeff, you really developed her as a woman. And I'm like, thanks, mom. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. And what it is so cool it's cool to think about it and what I think has been really fun about it was you know this is just something that Kins and I got to kind of like well we met with the Lifeway team and we kind of outlined the entire book and we came up with this idea of of feelings and and really felt like a passion for it and we're going to tell you more about that next week we want to talk more about what in my feels is all about and give you kind of a preview for it but I remember when we had our first meeting with them we were both kind of like oh no what does this look like we normally just write these things for ourselves and uh, can feel scary and intimidating I know for me I was super intimidated walking into that first meeting but it's just so cool to have a team of people believe in a concept, believe in an idea, and just encourage us and support us through it. And I really feel what is cool about this is that so much of it is us just helping you to dive into scripture, but so much of it is just like little tidbits of our own stories too, of just like how we've encountered God, how we've experienced God. And I hope that when you read this, you really do find yourself in it and you find your own story and you feel more seen than you ever have before, like in Bible studies that you've done. And and you just like realize that relationship with God is for you. It's not just for your parents. It's not just for the pastor types. It's not just for the theology majors. Like it is for you and you can be a student of God's word and, and you can be someone who steps into incredible big dreams with God. I got a message yesterday from a girl who I met her when she was in high school. And uh, I remember just like seeing something in her. I just thought she was incredible and I could see God's heart in her. And she messaged me yesterday and was like, you know, I remember meeting you and seeing what you did, seeing you work in ministry. And she's like, and I remember thinking, I want to do that. And then here she is six years later and has just accepted a position in ministry and is walking in that. And she was just talking about, you know, I'd never really seen that modeled before. And I'm so thankful that I saw that in you. And that's really, I feel like what our heart is, is like, Ken and I ever saw ourselves as like the ministry girls. At all, it was not either of our past, but God has so, so sweetly kind of created this space for us to truly be ourselves, to not have to pretend to be somebody that we're not, but to really talk so deeply about our love for God's word and our love for Jesus and our love for inviting other women into that. I just hope that this just feels like it was for you and that it's just God's heart for you in a Bible study. I could go on and on, but yes. we just love you guys. It's just so fun that it's finally in your hands because we've been working on it for so long. <laughs> for real, for real. I know. It's so fun. The cover, guys, Mac is obsessed with the cover, which is good news because <laughs> Mac- Are you not? No. You keep <laughs> saying this and I'm like, well, are you not? No, I'm totally obsessed with the cover as well, like beyond obsessed with the cover. But the thing is, is Mac is really- typically has like the eye for for the covers and like knows what's cute and what's not cute. I just am kind of like, yeah, that looks great. So when she likes something, it's like really good news. So she's like obsessed. <laughs> so I think that means that all of you guys should be obsessed too. 
They're cute and fun. You know what I like it is I have to design all of our covers for our Bible studies that we publish ourselves. Yeah. And this is like a cover that I was like, I couldn't do it. Like, I don't know how she created, the designer who created this, I don't know how she did this. And so that's where I'm uh, like, that's I think why I like it so much. That's awesome. It's a step up from my design. Yes, <laughs> that's good. We need to do a poll on our Instagram of what everybody's favorite book cover is. I would want to know. It's kind of fun. I know. I think like yeah. definitely something. Yeah. Anyways, but yes, we're excited to get your hands. We're excited for you to do it with a friend maybe. That would be so fun to do it with a group. It's a great discipleship tool. We can go on and on. Let's talk about that next episode. Yeah. So I yeah. guess it's time. Yeah. I'm nervous. Well, I will say beforehand, if you go to our website, forthegirl.com, you'll find both books there. And if you pre-order before October 3rd, so if you pre-order before the end of this month, you will actually get a free goodie with your order. We're calling it our Joy, Joy, Joy bracelet, but it's like a little cute smiley face bracelet. And so make sure you get your orders in so that you'll be the first one to have it in your hands. And now, Kins, let's get into you and Josh's episode. Oh, baby, let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the For the Girl podcast. My name is Josh. I'm the host here. <laughs> I'm here with our guest speaker, Mackenzie Durham. Thanks so much for people call her Kens. On the- people call her Kens. <laughs> people call her Kens. Not to get confused with Mac. That's Welcome to the true. show. You had an intro before this. What? Like an introduction. So that's cool. You can just know that happened. We didn't actually tell them the audience about you, though. So do you want to go ahead and say that? About me? Yeah. like. Yep. Guys, I'm Josh. <laughs> I'm Kenza's trophy husband and part-time stay-at-home dad. No. <laughs> Ew. Not to like a dog, a dog dad when people talk about that. I'm just like, no. Yeah. Just kidding. Um, what do you, what, what's my intro? I don't know what my intro is. Actually, maybe we could start this episode by you giving them like a little, like our marriage in a nutshell. Our just marriage? so they can like know a little bit about it in us. Um, we met in 20. And try to talk in this direction. We met in 20. 18. But don't give them our whole life history. You asked me an intro just, for a relationship. Our marriage in a nutshell. So no story, just like about I'm our just marriage. giving us our relationship history in a nutshell. Okay. That's history. All right. We might get there later, though, with certain questions. So We met in 2018. We started dating. Our first date was in Santa Monica, California. And then we started dating when I got back from California that summer. Got engaged two years later, got married in 2020, and we've been married now for two years, been together for four. How would you describe our marriage? (laughs) 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 How would I describe our marriage? Yeah, yes. Um, Our marriage is fun, (laughs) going well. I don't even know. People don't know much about you because you refuse to go on Instagram most of the time. Yeah, hey, I've posted. I've been on a posting streak though. Yeah, well, on your own Uh, Instagram. Yeah, follow me at Josh J Durham (laughs) for more. Um, How do I describe our marriage? It's fun. We like to adventure. We both run our own companies. We are have really good community in Nashville. We're big foodies. We love to pop around. These are the things people want to hear. This is good. All right. Well, that's Foodies, all I got. Foodies, community, work, all that. We have a dog. Yeah, he's walking around. 
I promised myself before this podcast, I was like, okay, Lauren, I vow that I am not <laughs> going to make fun of Josh on this podcast. No, you're that whatever. <laughs> you roast me all the time. I do. And I feel bad about it, but like Mackin is always like speaking so highly of Tyler. She's like, me Ken and just Tyler roasts me. And I romance. That's because they're in their honeymoon phase. I actually They'll never talked it. to you like about you like that though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like even it out. I know. Yeah. First marriage advice here on this podcast is don't make fun of your husband on a regular basis. Unless you they have your a- own advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Unless they have a lot of confidence. Uh-huh. Which you do, which you do. Yeah, that's right. I just cry myself to sleep every night when I listen to the For the Girl podcast. I do feel like you described our marriage though by saying it's fun, and I feel like that is true. Mm-hmm. And funny. Top value is fun. Top value is fun. Okay, so we are answering your questions, some of your questions. Um, and we asked on Instagram, so we're giving you the scoop, everything you want to know. We're pretty much an open book, so I feel like we're going to share a lot. I'm an open book, at least. <laughs> yeah, you're a blabbermouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try to keep it short. But we have questions about dating. We have questions about engagement, about marriage, all of the above. So we're going to start with dating and kind of walk you through our timeline, too. So if you want to hear all the married things, just scoot through this. If you want to hear all the dating things, you're in for a treat. So. Okay. All righty, guys. Let's do it. Okay. So the first question is, were you actively looking for someone when you got married? Yes. Okay. Tell That's my answer. Okay. What's your answer? No. Yeah, your answer was no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lame. Okay, so explain more. That just means that I'm more intentional than you. <laughs> That's true. That's honestly <laughs> true. Yeah, I feel like for me, I was I was definitely liking my dating life, like dating around, meeting new people. Um, I was, you know, doing delight, like chasing after the things God had ahead of me. And so I really just like trusted the Lord that like in his timing, he'd bring someone. So for me, it didn't seem like very active, like wasn't on like dating apps, wasn't like, wasn't like trying, like I wasn't like sliding into DMs here or there. I mean, all that stuff. But for you. That was until you met me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so share a little bit DMs. more of your story. Um, the year prior to when I had met Ken's, I was on a dating frenzy. <laughs> <laughs> I, you can find me at any local coffee shop drinking lattes. <laughs> Looking for the ladies. Looking for a lady. Oh, no. <laughs> Some might say that's desperate. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I met the Lord. <laughs> Just kidding. I, didn't. I met the Lord a long time before that. But anyways, had been dating a lot, kind of got burnt out on it, was kind of like, all right, I'm going to be done. And then I met Ken's, and I was like, oh, she's cool. She gave me the cold shoulder, and then I was like, okay, yeah, no, I'm definitely done. So that was kind of how things got started off. Yeah. And then, yeah. But, yeah, I was definitely, like, You were wanting that. For, yeah. I I also had had, like, a lot of, like, cool things happen in terms of, like, my business success and, like, all that fun stuff. So I was kind of wanting to share share it with someone. That's cute. He wanted to share it with someone. But I actually love um, what you said, even just, like, bopping around at coffee shops trying to, like, 
book for the girls. It sounds really, it does kind of sound desperate, honestly, first when you say it, but I, <laughs> I like it because I don't know if you guys know this, but we actually met at a bar, which sounds so scandalous. It was like a Wednesday night. It was like a little cocktail bar here in our neighborhood. It was not like we weren't we're, raging. We were on Broadway. No. <laughs> but anyways, but through that, um, basically he came up to the bar because it was like friend of friends, like new people, all the things we were out and about. And I just think there's something to that. Like as you're dating and you're looking for your future someone, you can't just stay at home. You can't just maybe stay with your small group of friends. Maybe I had a friend at the time who had a family. It was really comfortable just go sit at her house on her couch. Or maybe for you, it's your family, like whatever it is for you. It's so easy to stay in that comfort zone. But I really do think that like you can meet somebody as you like, as you like go out and about and like talk to people and expand your community and all those things. Wouldn't you say the same? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Next um, question we've got is how do you wait for a godly girl or guy? How do you wait? Wait. Keyword wait. I don't know. I can I don't say. Know if I agree with waiting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> I'm not a guy that really likes to wait around. So okay. So you like go after I it. I like going after it. Yeah. I like, I think it's more so. I mean, maybe what you mean by wait, you really mean that uh, you can, like, be doing your own thing in the meantime. Yeah. I yeah. think it's important of, like, taking action towards your own dreams, your own goals, those kind of things, and just being the person that you want to become and just being intentional in that season. Yeah. And I always, like, there's always a metaphor that I think, like, my youth pastor told me about. It was, like, you're both running this race. Like, you're running a race on your own. And then you're kind of jogging along in, in one direction. And then eventually, one day, hopefully, you'll meet someone also jogging along in the yeah. same direction. And then you just run to the sunset together. You so, may or may not have given that same analogy on an, the only one other time you're on the For the Girl podcast. Uh, I'm back with the same analogy. <laughs> you live and die by that thing. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> no, I agree. I really like that. And actually, I love how you push back with the weight because it's true. I think... I think in whoever is asking this question or maybe in this position, like, yeah, I think similar to what we were talking about before, like waiting has to be active, expanding your community, pursuing um, your career, like even even when it comes to, to dating, it's like getting yourself out there and like going to get it, but also just being patient at the same time, like having a lot of patience through the process. True. <gasps> okay, that's good. Um, okay. Speed round. What's the next question? I get, this person said, I get nervous committing because I always think there's someone better out there. So she's dating. Oh, wow. The flirt, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) What was it like dating a flirt? Uh, fun. (laughs) Oh, I like that answer. I think it was fun, but I also definitely resonate because I felt like you were always about to take off on me. Yeah, it's true. You were like. So, like, trying to escape yeah, or something. Yeah, wondering if there is something else out there. Yeah. So I guess I should answer that I think question. It, okay, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, the way that we overcame that was through just trust and, yeah. like, building our relationship over time. And I think that comes from yeah. staying put, being patient, and, yeah, building the relationship through trust. But what do you think? Yeah, that's really good. Giving it time and not running away. 
so quickly. I think once you get to know somebody better, you're either going to love them more, better, or you're going to love them less and want something else. So you do have to, there's a part of it that means you have to stay committed to even make a decision to begin with. So I think you got to see it through. And at times it's scary because you're like, oh my gosh, I'm wasting time. Like for me, I was like 28. I'm like, I can't be dating around for like, I can't date this guy for like eight months and then just break up with him and start all over again. But like the reality is you kind of have to do that. You kind of have to stay committed to like make a healthy decision or Mm -hmm. a certain decision. But the main thing I wanted to say, because she asked if there's, there might be someone better out there. I guess the thing I would say is you just can't have that mindset. Like having a mindset of if there's somebody better out there, right? there's always going to be somebody better out there. Like that's just true. So if you live in that mindset, it's just going to lead you. That's going to apply to anywhere else in your life too. Yeah. That's right. So I'd ask the question for you, the person asking the question. Yeah. Where else does that show up in your life? Ooh. Ooh, Burn. (laughs) It's not a burn, Dave. It's just like that. Boom roasted. No. (laughs) Okay. The next question we've got is talk more about looking past corks <laughs> and i love how she said talk more meaning i've probably talked talk in the more. past about your corks and what do you mean by look past <laughs> <laughs> that's offensive yeah you gotta embrace i guess that's the yeah, change that's the mindset shift you need to have is you don't look past the quirks you live through the quirks yes i love i'm that, preaching babe. to someone today <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the it's quirks true. is what makes everyone themselves that's like really real i, think I, I know. just married this enneagram seven for nothing i feel like though i was looking for mr perfect like like for you i was like oh my gosh his posture is not perfect <laughs> <laughs> i can't love him this isn't gonna work or i was like i don't know he like isn't I don't know what I even, I can't even remember at this point, but I do really think that, yeah, you get, you have to embrace them and you learn to love them. Honestly, if you really love the person, their quirks only add to your love. Also, you told my parents one of the first things you said about why you liked me. It was my quirks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I did. Yeah. You said you liked how quirky I was. Yeah. Quirky people, I love people with personalities. If you like bring any kind of personality to the table, Mm -hmm. I'm like, let's go. Sounds like you like boring people if you don't like quirks. Yeah, that's true. And everybody has them. Oh, you know what's interesting too? I feel like you're always concerned about what your friends think or if he's like cool enough or good enough or smart enough or poised enough for your friends. And I was nervous about that. I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to think his posture is so weird. (laughs) But this is what I want to say. You're the only one looking at his quirks that way. Like, they're not seeing him that way. They don't notice his posture. They're not looking at his, like, his, like, kind of awkward eye contact or whatever you're getting obsessed with. You're the only one obsessed with it. I had to preach to myself that sometimes. So there's that. You're roasting me again. Got enough confidence for that, babe. Okay, the next thing. This question's for you, Josh. What is it? Okay, how do godly men want to be pursued? (laughs) I think that is the funniest question. What? Because it's the word pursued. Uh, Yeah, how do I want to be pursued? Also, do you like that they identified you as a godly man? Wow, honored. Yes, you. you are one. Truly. 
Um, how do I? I don't know. I don't think that it's my be job. Pursued, though. I don't think it's my job to be pursued. Well, yeah. It's, I think that's a reverse role. I think that okay. it's the job of the man to pursue the woman. Am I yeah. right? Yeah. So, but I guess, like, in response I, to your pursuit, like... Okay, so, like, in response to my pursuit? Yeah, if, like, a godly man is, like, pursuing you, how do you, like, meet his pursuit? Like, what are you looking for in a godly woman? Yeah, I think, for the most part, just being open and honest about how you're feeling. And, like, I think it's also big of, like, showing reciprocation for those things. So, like... If, you're, if someone's pursuing you, then being intentional about like inviting them as well, yeah, and being super open yeah. to that versus playing hard to get and like just like being pursued. I don't think me doesn't mean playing hard to get. I think it means yeah, um, it's like a two way street. So yeah, be like treat, you treat people how you want to be treated. Yeah, like I think like when we were dating, I feel like what I appreciated was that. You were just down for whatever, but also you were giving me feedback back that you were, like, enjoying our time together. Like, you wanted to have quality yeah. time. You are inviting me to different things. Because as confident as maybe you can't come off as a guy and maybe other guys, too, you still needed that, like, affirmation, right? Yeah, it's just like, well, it's not even aff- – yeah, it's some affirmation, but it's also just, like, feedback and, like, communication about how yeah. going. Yeah, like, should I keep going down this road? Should I not keep going down this road? Yeah. And I think you need, you know, some data points from your significant other on how things are going. Yeah, that's real. Next question. Okay. Next question. Uh, this is actually in the similar note. What are Christian guys looking for? Like, Whoa. what qualities of a woman are they looking for? Quality, which it might obviously vary person to person. Yeah, I think it definitely varies. I mean, but if you could identify anything, I mean, if I think about my single guy friends right now, I'd say that they're looking for someone who is confident. I think confidence, confidence is big. Yeah, that's good. Confidence in yourself, confidence in like kind of your trajectory in life. Yeah. It's kind of like what I was talking about to bring up the running the race metaphor again. Yeah. Is just it. talking about like, you got to be doing your own thing. Like you can't just be waiting around. Yeah. Sitting at Frothy Monkey alone, drinking a <laughs> latte, looking around the room. <laughs> That's lonely. also a great vibe. It's a good vibe. But yeah. like, I just think having like, just like traveling with your friends, I like agree. building strong community, like serving at your church, like being a part of, um, yeah. yeah, like working on your career, just like all those things and like just being intentional. Okay. I think that's very attractive of like when someone's got their own thing going on. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, I don't know. I, I think, think that's, a lot that's like, of like my biggest advice. Yeah, I love that. Okay, to wrap up this dating portion, the last question we have is how did you guys know each other were the one? The one. The one. We probably knew know? this at different times. Yeah, how did you know? Um, I knew through a lot of answered prayers. I actually, like, all the way through our dating, like I talked about, or, like, we have both talked about at the beginning, like, I was always, like, looking, like, for for something to, to run away. Like, I was, like, yeah, I was very uncommittal, and 
I just felt like the Lord placed Josh in my life for a reason and that he was like the one for me, but had many questions. And so I started to just pray through it and ask the Lord for specific things. Like I was like specific prayers, like, Lord, I want to see this like change in his life. I want to see this in his community. I want to even have this conversation, open the doors for that conversation. Um, I would love to see this area growth in my heart, his heart, like just like prayed really specific things. And like, I literally saw them get answered and the Lord show up in the midst of those prayers. And I made note of that on my phone too, in the little note thing. And like, I went back to that note over and over again, because there was times where I did want to run and I would come back and be like, okay, no, Lord, this is totally for me. So I feel like it was a lot of answered prayers. Mm-hmm. And if you are sitting there and confused, questioning, I would definitely say, like, start to pray through it. Yeah. And wait for the Lord to show up. Yeah. That's what about good. for you? How did I know you were the one? I just think through time, like, mainly time. I mean, I think prayer is super important, but I think for me, it was just like a trust thing. Yeah. Because I mean, I've been in other relationships and where trust was broken and stuff. So I just think it's like really big on, I don't know, for me, I just like spending time together, also seeing where each other's future was going. Like, I think our paths were just so similar and where we wanted to go in life together. Yeah. And I felt like that became more and more those true. things. Yeah. And like, there's just like so many things of like, you're both really passionate about our careers we're both really wanting um just like similar things down the road and so yeah Yeah. i just felt like it we had similar maybe i guess the word should be calling like similar callings in our life and we loved hanging out yeah obviously yeah i feel like for us it did happen (laughs) like pretty naturally i was like oh okay our careers align okay our lives align like our visions align and it just became more and more clear. We didn't even like, I mean, we, we fought for our relationship for sure, but it wasn't like we were like tearing people down or like forcing <laughs> things to happen. Like it yeah. kind of was like felt like it was just meant to be. Yeah. Which felt really sweet. So. 100%. Okay. And then we got married. Wait, you guys might not know this, but we got married in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Well, we actually got engaged first, obviously, like everybody does. And um, that was fun. We were engaged for only like three months. Um, And you guys might not know this, but my mom planned our entire wedding. Like the whole thing was practically a surprise. It was in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. It was like a three-day thing. Honestly, neither of us cared a super ton about like the details of our wedding. We're not like good planners or aesthetic people. So we were just like whatever kind of so i'm an aesthetic person speak for yourself i knew you were gonna say that (laughs) (laughs) um but anyway so yeah my mom planned her wedding it was the best weekend ever we've been married now for two years we just celebrated our two-year anniversary in new york city it was so fun new york city it was amazing okay so (laughs) we don't have like i guess like i feel like we're just so new in marriage that like we probably can't be like yo this is the best advice you'll ever receive but like i remember the other day we were at the pool with some friends and he was like laughing at people who try to give advice when (laughs) they haven't been married long so i don't want to be a a poser here it's hard carrying this much wisdom after two years (laughs) but we have some fun things rhythms we've set just like stuff that we can share so i'm excited to to tell you a little bit more we can tell you about our failures we 
have failures. Do you want to start off there? Do you have a failure? My first failure? Yeah. <laughs> um, Do you know one? That's know. a specific Those thing. Those failures are just kind of few and far between, you know? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. They happen and you get back up, so it's hard to recall. Yeah, it's hard. Okay, I thought you had something on your mind. No, so I did moving on. Okay. I, did it. I think so, it. <laughs> Okay, so let's start with this. How do you guys keep things fun and intentional after dating I for got a while? This. Okay, go ahead. Number one date night. So we have a weekly date night every Wednesday. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's that thing. Our date night is a really big part of our relationship that helps us, you know, have quality time together. But also, I just think that we're fun people in general. (laughs) You're going to brag a little? (laughs) Yeah, no, not just that. Just I think if you marry the right person, it's always going to be fun. Yeah. Like even... If it's like the just the mundane tasks of the day, like like even so, one of the things that we've actually been doing for the last like month has been Kins and I have been taking cold showers yeah. every single morning. Yeah, and even just like that is just so funny. Like we each, <laughs> <laughs> like each one of us will either like whoever goes first. It's just so funny. Like who has to jump in the cold water in the morning first? And it's just like a fun the screams. Part. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, we do like a whole three, two, one countdown yeah. until you have to jump in and you have to but, be in there for three minutes. But even those things are just yeah. fun. Like, yeah, I think the right person makes it. And more you can fun in insert so many fun things. Like dinner, it can be fun. Like it doesn't have to be like rushed and like you can put on some Frank Sinatra and cook and make it fun. Make yeah. a little mocktail. I don't know. Like and on a Monday, you know, do your thing. So. I feel like, but to be honest, I feel like there are times where we have to have a conversation. I'm a seven on the Enneagram. And so I'm like, I'm like, babe, this isn't fun. Like we both work a lot and we both have our own careers. And so sometimes that is like really all consuming and we go through weeks where we're just working and I feel like we never get a break. And even our conversation is all about work. And so honestly, it's just a matter of one of you like speaking up and being like, Hey, like I need to have more fun. Like, could you plan this or could we do this? Like either, or they could plan it. You could plan it. Like just make it happen. Um, Mm -hmm. and have fun because it is really important. If you go without that, your marriage is going to feel dull. Yeah. That's a good tip. I feel like planning, Having some things to look forward to. Yeah. Like, that's I feel like good. in the next three months, we have our schedules like pretty filled of yeah. like some trips that we want to take, some things we're going to do with some friends, and just being like looking ahead. Like, but even for me, like, I put things in my week that help me have more fun. Like, yeah. one is, you know, treating myself to like cappuccino at my favorite coffee shop. Maybe yeah. I'm getting a breakfast taco, um, like playing basketball once a week. Those things like really bring me life. And I also think that like by having things in your week that bring you joy, it only like bleeds into the relationship and makes things more fun. Yeah, I agree. That's good. Planning ahead is really helpful because then it makes the hard grind weeks. You're like, okay, like even this week we have coming up, we have like a solid like seven days of full on work mode, but then we're going on a family vacation. So it's like, yay. Okay, we can do this. Vacay. Okay, vacay mode. 
Um, okay, I like this question. How do you stay equally yoked when one works in ministry and the other does it? AKA they're really questioning your spirituality. <laughs> you know, I feel like <laughs> so by that question, do you mean that the person working in ministry is less yoked? <laughs> <laughs> I think they're assuming that. Yeah, that's an assumption. And I like to challenge that. Because number one, most people don't work in ministry. And yeah. some of the strongest believers that I know don't work in ministry. That's right. Ma'am. So No, babe. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, how do we say equally? And yoked? also you don't have to do ministry to you don't your job doesn't have to be ministry to do ministry. And I think mm-hmm. that is really true of Josh. He like runs a marketing agency, but it is like super centered around God. And he's like always like making room for that, honoring his employees, loving his employees better, like finding even moments of prayer and like all of that. So you do ministry even outside of your ministry. But basically, I also think that they're basically saying, how do you keep up with somebody who's just a boss woman ministry person? <laughs> My question right, is, how do you ahead. keep up with me? <laughs> um, I think that, at least for me, like, I think that, I mean, so I can only speak to like what works for me. And for me, how I operate is I love alone time. I'm a big alone time kind of guy. Yeah. And so I love to spend my mornings uh, in scripture and prayer. Yeah. And so those that's kind of how I like to start, you know, 90% of my days. Yeah. And so that helps. And then also just being surrounded by strong leaders. I have some really amazing men in my life. I have a great dad who loves the Lord. Yeah. Uh, I also have a great father-in-law who mm. also loves the Lord. And then my community is filled with strong leaders. And so, yeah, just surrounding myself with people who um, are just pursuing the Lord yeah. and trying to um, just increase their knowledge of his word. And yeah, That's I, good. I think those are probably the big like- ones. Yeah, it's important to know, like, when you get married or when you're dating or whatever, your faith, your relationship with Jesus is still your relationship with Jesus. Yeah, yeah like, that's good. Like, you're still responsible to meet with him. He's still your leader, your father. And so, honestly, for us, like, we do have moments, of course, where it overlaps and crossover. Like, we go to church together. We pray together almost every day. Um and we have moments of ministry together, but a lot of the time it's just us pursuing Jesus in our own ways and separately, and that has stayed the same and grown. So, yeah, yeah, I f- and I feel like it's on the guy. Like it really is on the guy to maintain that himself. And of course, there's seasons where that's harder, and you as the wife can encourage it and point him back to the word or ask good questions. But you know. Yeah, we're both responsible for that. Yeah, it's a personal responsibility. Yeah, that's right. Um, Okay, let's talk a little bit about, okay, one person asked, how do you support each other in your vision for your careers? Mm -hmm. This is fun for us because, as you guys have heard, we both are definitely career people and work a lot, and our lives look very different. So what do we do to support each other? What do we do to support each other? I think a big thing is just like, I mean, it's just a constant subject that we're talking about. Yeah. So like I think for some other friends that we have, like they don't talk about work at all. And so we definitely talk about work around the dinner table, um, just around 
life, but I think how do we support each other? I don't I, know. Just like I definitely think advice. it's a big part of our relationship. And like to be honest, there's days and dinners where I'm like, oh, I don't want to like done ask with, about done with work. Yeah, or I'm just kind of like, oh, like Josh had a hard day at work, but like I'm kind of like. I feel like lazy and I'm like, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to carry this. I don't want to give advice. But then (laughs) you do have to just choose that. And sometimes I think like marriage, that that was kind of something that caught me by surprise was like, you're definitely invested in each other deeply and you're carrying weights for each other. So when you have hard days, like Mm -hmm. I can't just ignore that. Like I'm digging in with you. And so I feel like our career definitely like, yeah, that's been real for us. Like, yeah. I think it's just like serving each other well, like yeah. encouraging each other, um, helping. I also think a big part of it is just like zooming out, like on those hard days is like yeah. zooming out, look at the big picture, look at how far you've come in the last three years. Yeah. I think that always is helpful. Yeah. Um, but it could also be something as practical as giving my wife a foot massage. <laughs> I love a foot massage. She does. It's true. It's a labor of love for me. He's not very good at them. I what? No. I've gotten so good at them. No, he barely tries. You guys, it's pathetic. <laughs> but I do it. I like spend more time directing you on oh how my. to do it. You said you were not going to roast me on this podcast. Uh, yeah. How Whoops. dare you? Whoops. I think other practical things are like even just when like heavy work seasons and stuff like cooking each other meals or dinner. Like, I think those yeah, things. Yeah, we definitely like, swap off. Yeah, we swap off in that way. Or, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Those are some That's that come big. to mind. We could do a whole episode on that later. Mm-hmm. Okay, kind of on a similar subject. What about all things money, saving, budget, habits? We got to make this fast Ooh. because we might lose the audience. We can't go deep oh, nerding no. out on them. But So what's the question? Okay, how do we budget, save, oh, all this stuff? How do we budget? Um so we have a master spreadsheet that we go over once a month. It breaks our budget into four categories. Are you okay. ready for this? No, babe. Quickly. No. Quickly, I'm passionate about this. Here we go. Stop. First budget. Everybody expenses. zoning out. Two. Uh, they eating don't even out. know these words. Bougie living. Three. Bougie living. This g- is embarrassing. Giving and tithing. Four <laughs> is for saving. And so just being intentional about um, looking at those four categories every month. So we sit down every single month together and we make it fun. Speaking of fun, we will make it fun. We sit down together, go to a cool spot, whatever. Make a charcuterie board. Yeah. <laughs> and we go through the budget and we talk about it and we fill in all these line items. And um, yeah, we, and honestly, and then from there, we make like a plan of action. Like we'll be like, oh my gosh, we didn't save much. We need to be better this month. And then we'll like resituate. And so I think awareness of the budget has been really good. I mean, budgeting just creates so much freedom mm-hmm. for you. So, which I feel like you could talk more about, right? Like, yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I think there's a good, there's a good saying from a book I recently read that your savings is the gap between your, uh, it's the gap between your savings and your ego. Or something like that. It's okay. like really good. And so, I don't know. I just feel like <laughs> it really comes down to how you want to live your life for the long term. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And you can, I think there's certain, like it comes back to our vision too for our life and like what we want for our future. Like right now we live in like a cute little house that we love, but we're like, okay, we would love to like be able to upgrade in our future. Like 
when could we do that? How could we do that and do it well and wisely? And so it creates excitement too of your future. Like, oh my gosh, okay, we saved this much. Like we can get there in this amount of time. And like it supports the vision that we want for our lives. So yeah, if that matters to you, I think budgeting is important. And also like the meetings take like no time. It's seriously fun and really easy. So you should definitely do it. Before we got married, we were really like proactive about getting our finances like combined and situated and blah, blah, blah. That's another thing I think is important. Yeah. And that like really helped ease our marriage like the first year. And I know friends that just do that differently and it can cause like a lot of like, honestly, like underlining stress that they don't even know is there. And then when you do it, you're like, whoa, that wasn't hard and now we can like breathe and like work towards our future so just do it now and use your engagement in that way i think it's really yeah yeah for sure that's good okay what do we got next um are you still able or were you still able to keep your friendships from your single days into your marriage Mm, wow that's a good question yes um for me they were there's very few friendships that I kept from my single season into marriage. Hmm. And so I would say that probably my most important relationships from my single years I kept into my marriage and the ones that weren't as a big a priority, I just, it's, it, they just kind of like fizzled. Not yeah. like, it wasn't like I'm done hanging out with you. It's just like <laughs> your friend group, changes and i think for us too is like we really in our first year of marriage we really wanted to invest into having other newly married couples yeah friends and so like we just went more heavily into that area of our lives and so um i think your friends just change and like that's not a bad thing like my old pastor used to say is that you know friendships they orbit and you know Mm -hmm. Some friendships may come back around in a different season. Yeah. And it's not that it's like forever. It's just that you're in a different season that you need different relationships to support you. And so I think that's just one area. But I do have like my individual guy friends that I try to make time for and still hang out with. Um, It's just a little bit less frequent. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, friendship for me going into marriage was definitely difficult. I feel like a lot of my friends were already married. And so I was so excited to introduce Josh and to have couple hangs. And then honestly, guys, Josh didn't super jive with those guys and in the, in those husbands. And that was really hard for me at first. I was like, Josh, you just got to like them. Be nice. Like, see <laughs> the best in them. And I was really bitter towards him because of that. But honestly... Um, that changed so much because I think like, yeah, I think that there's, when you move into marriage, like you want to look for more permanent, long lasting relationships. And so, I mean, it's understandable that they're not going to get along with that your past friends, like hopefully some, but not all. That's just unrealistic of you to think. And so there's going to be some shedding and you want friends that you guys mutually love because they'll go the distance with you. Like, the other way around is just gonna slowly dwindle so Mm -hmm. yeah I think there's a lot of like accepting of that season of change that needed to happen for me and truthfully now like two years later I can say like with confidence we have amazing community I still have those friends they just look different and yeah change happens 
Um, okay, I'm looking for a question to kind of wrap it all up. Um, anything that you're dying to answer or I guess maybe we could just leave them with our biggest like takeaway from our first two years of marriage. Whoa. Which I hate those Do you kind have of yours questions. Already? No. Well okay. Takeaway. Okay, go ahead. I I would, <laughs> <laughs> I would say um yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. You don't have a takeaway? No. Okay. Do you have one? Should mm. we just end the podcast now? <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't think I have any big takeaways. Honestly, our conversation about having fun, and I feel like there's, you can choose to not. You can choose to fight, bicker about the little things. There's a lot we could potentially fight about, but we just choose to have fun together. And I feel like that's really when the friendship comes into play, like remembering mm. that you're just lifelong best friends with that person and you wouldn't pick that your best friend apart like mm-hmm. you kind of want to when you're married. So <laughs> coming back to the friendship matters a lot and I think has been, I feel like our best seasons are when we are just like functioning as best friends. Yeah. We yeah. didn't talk about any of our uh, sex life. Yeah. We'll get there one day, guys. We'll get Maybe. there one day. <laughs> <laughs> might not be on that one. <laughs> Josh may not be on that is what he said. Yeah, actually, I feel like you shouldn't. Or maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe me and Max should talk about it. That'd be funny. All right. Well, you guys, this was so much fun. I'm glad you got to actually meet and hear from Josh. That was amazing. Thanks for coming on. Of course. All the ladies love Happy you. Happy to come back. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, my sage put me advice. back, put me back. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, thank you for listening to today's episode. Next week, Mac and Tyler are taking the mic. And I can't wait to hear their perspective. Only like four months into marriage. I couldn't imagine doing wow. this podcast then because wow. I'd just be. Yeah, I just remember just let us know who has the wiser podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you would say Hopefully that. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully yes. Hopefully yes. They've been at this Oh, no. They have so much wisdom. I can't wait. We'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>